When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, welcome back to Cozy Room. Yeah, <laughs> that's the alarm. Everybody's phone is down. But um, I'll just go ahead and do this episode, okay? Um, let me make sure I'm on topic. The topic today is dad's home, but not available. And I've talked about this during the season that I did about dad's period, which I think was like season 17 or 16. Um, and I focused, I focused on common dad things and I really want to talk about the importance of being a father in a home and being available to your children. That's a two part thing because I grew up in a house where, yes, my dad lived here. Yes, my dad ate with us. Yes, my dad would sit at his desk sometimes and watch TV. Um, but as far as like being involved with us, I don't have no memories of my dad playing with us. I don't have no memories of my dad going on trips with us. I have no memories of my dad shopping for clothes with us. And so it was like my dad was a body in a house he wasn't like a part of the everyday thing when it came to me or my youngest brother and my mom was kind of like going with the flow of it but I remember always craving an involved dad and then once I uh got to an age where I was solely living with my mom, I remember being jealous of other kids who had involved dads, who dads wanted to come to their game, who dads wanted to go grocery shopping with them, who dads wanted to go school shopping with them, whose dads was helping them with homework. I don't have any memory of my dad ever helping me with my homework. I don't have any memory of my dad coming on field trips, even though my dad solely worked for himself and could dictate his day at any time. I have no memory of my dad dropping me off at school, picking me up early, us just eating together um, while I was younger. Now, as I got older and I would go visit him, of course we ate together. But I never felt like it was by choice. I felt like it was by obligation. And a lot of kids may have a father and mother in a home, but it doesn't feel homey. A lot of kids may have a father in the home, but he's not in- engaging. He doesn't really talk to the kids. They don't do things together for real. They don't uh, talk and, and and play together. You don't know, you know, any stories of his upbringing. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't inquire about your day. Like, you don't want to be that dad. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about the dads who are home, but you're not available to your kids. And, um... That is not a type of father you want to 
try to become or go after because you still is 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 as if you're wasting your existence in your child's life and they're still going to grow up trying to fulfill that hole of missing that relationship. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast where I talk about all things parenting and how you can be better because of what I said. <laughs> My name is Shan. Cause I just want to party with you. Oh, baby. Do, 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 do. I just want to party with you. Have I ever told you guys how much I enjoy my home and my kids aren't here? (laughs) It's so quiet. And it's not a corner house. So it's not, you're not going to hear traffic going by. I have the biggest window in in the house in my room. So I get to see the sunrise and I get to see the sunset. And it's just amazing. (laughs) So I am recording from my bed. Live from my bed. And um, I want to talk about this because a lot of dads, a lot of fathers may feel like, oh, nobody can tell me I'm not a great dad because my child lives with me. Excuse me. My child lives with me and... I come home every day and I provide, you know, shelter. I pay, you know, utilities. There's food in the fridge and their mom's here. There is more to being a father than just physically being in a household. And the earlier you realize that, as a young man, as a older man, as a mid-aged man, the better for your kids. Um, I've always said a child needs a mother and a father, right? And that mother and a father work best if they're on the same page. They're on the same page of values, understanding, effort, finances, um, and empathy, Right? What doesn't work is misogyny and parenting. What doesn't work is a hierarchy of this woman's job, this man's job. What doesn't work is not communicating properly, not um, like... There's a lot of fathers that don't even know their children's blood type. There's a lot of fathers that don't even know their teacher's name. There's a lot of fathers that don't know how to get to their child's school. There's a lot of fathers who who don't know how their children are doing academically or what they struggle with or what they need help with. There's a lot of fathers that don't know where their children's pediatrician is. They don't know what vaccines they have. They don't know what medical issues they may go through. They don't know what their child is allergic to. Some of them can't remember their children's middle names. Um, They don't know what sports they play. They don't know the name of their teachers. You know, and it's, it's like... Especially the ones that live in the household. How could you not? You know, it's one thing to have a two-parent home or have a child raised by a single parent and they see their other parent every once and again. I understand why they don't know. But you should know, regardless. You can't want the dad trophy of every year or the decade or when your child becomes a young adult and excels academically, excels 
athletically excels, period. And you want to be a part of their speech. You want to be a part of their um, giving thanks. You want to be a part of um, their achievement in a way where I know they're going to thank me or I'm so proud and let me show everybody. But where were you? all through elementary? Where were you all through middle school? Where were you all through high school? Where were you all through college? For some fathers, where were you when the child was in their 20s? Why are you showing up now that your child is in their 30s? And don't get me wrong. If it took you 30 years to show up for your child, then it took you 30 years to show up for your child. But I am talking to any male's who think they want to become a parent, who think they want to become a father in this world. Being a father is more than just being a body in the house. Being a father is more than just paying child support. Being a father is more than getting your child on the weekend. You got to be involved. You got to talk to them. There's a big difference between how Ari talks to her dad on the phone or on her iPad versus how Anya talks to her dad every once in a blue moon on the phone or on the iPad. Ari's dad conversation with Ari will last about sometimes 15 15 to 20 minutes. Okay? Anya's conversation with her dad will last about five minutes. Seven minutes at max. Because there is a disconnect with a man that wants to be a good father and a man that knows he's a father and I need to check off that I did this today. And I think a lot of fathers do not properly... connect with their children or bond with their children from a baby to toddler to young five, six, seven-year-old. Eight to 13 is a whole nother feat. 14 and up, (laughs) you're dealing with what you didn't do and what you did do prior to. 18 and up, you're going to see the results of. 30 and up, that's when your child might see things from what it is. See that you are imperfect. But also see ways where you didn't show up and you could have showed up. And a lot of times, when fathers start getting talks face-to-face, or phone calls, or long texts telling them how they remember X, Y, and Z, or why didn't you show up for me, or I'm in therapy, what was your upbringing like is what my therapist told me to ask you, or can we talk text, or is it possible we can go out for lunch, or are you in town? And fathers start avoiding calls. Fathers start avoiding responding back to text messages. Fathers, you know, when they do talk, they try to be in and out of the conversation. Hey, I was just giving you a call back. Um, I saw that you called. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I just wanted to talk to you about something. Okay, okay, okay. Um, can I give you a call back? And then, and then your child be like, yeah. They never call back. They never call back because they're avoiding having a discussion that they've been dodging for years, for decades, for months. And a lot of fathers know that the way that they were in and out of your life or in your life but not involved in your life in the best way don't want to have that mirror-to-mirror discussion about why. And don't get me wrong. I think the worst type of father is the ones that know 
how they can be better fathers, but their ego and their pride is in the way of them being better fathers. And that's why people say, before you become a parent, deal with your trauma and heal. And I think healing is a lifetime thing, but it does require your effort. It does require your doing and you're not talking. Or you're talking while you're doing. You're communicating while you're doing. Your expression, your empathy, your understanding, your willingness to sit and listen. Because mothers struggle with this a lot and fathers struggle with this a lot. They struggle with hearing how they come off to other people, especially to their kids. They struggle with hearing a critique from their children before they cut them off by talking over them or they get this this defensiveness of wanting to give an excuse of why things was what they were. And that's why it's super irresponsible for a man and a woman to stay for the children while consistently showing the children an example of a toxic environment, an unloving, unhealthy relationship. Because you're just giving your children an example of what they think is a relationship what they think is a norm, what they think they're going to have to go through, what they're scared of, and what they're going to try to avoid all their life. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't want to create an unhealthy norm for your child, don't show your children an unhealthy norm. If your relationship between the mom and the dad is healthy... Stay, continue, pour in, you know, discuss, communicate, um, do experiences together, talk together, have family outings, have family meetings, have family trips, you know. But if it's unhealthy, try your best as a father and a mother to correct that. Your best. Not your maybe. Not your I'm trying. Your best. Because as much as a father can say, you know I love you. Or I love you. Bye. Or hope you have a good day. Love you. If your child doesn't see it. On a daily basis in your actions, it doesn't matter. If your child doesn't feel it, and your empathy and your sensitivity towards them, it doesn't matter. And if you're saying and you're not doing as a parent, you're teaching your child to be numb by the expression of someone saying, I love you. Because it is not showing up in action from you and so they're not going to feel like it has to show up in action from others who may tell them so if you are in the home with a mother and a child or children be engaged be involved be in their room play with them get to know their friends yesterday i was at um Publix getting uh, my brother's um, birthday stuff because yesterday was his birthday. And um, lunch meet, right? And I was checking out and this little boy, so cute, came up to the cash register and Anya was like, this is such and such. And I was like, oh, hi. He was so cute. And Anya talked about him last year and how she has a crush on him and he's so cute 
And for the first time, I saw Anya blush and get really giddy. And um, Ari peeped it. She just couldn't put a name to what was happening. And I noticed it. And it's things like that that a father should also notice. Because that's how you start to see changes in your child when they like somebody or somebody likes them. Or if their mind is somewhere and you start to be able to read your child's body language. A lot of dads who are not involved with their children, how they need to be, they don't understand their body language. They don't understand when they're uncomfortable. They don't understand what it looks like when they're sick. They don't understand what it looks like when their child is extremely happy or when they're worried or when they're not really trying or when they're really upset. They don't they don't understand their child. And so being involved in your child's life is more than just living in the same household with them. You know, my relationship with my child's mother may not be the best, but they live with me, so I'm a good dad. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And this is the thing, too. A lot of our parents are too imperfect people that try to figure it out as best as they could, who are probably raised by two other imperfect people who made an impression on them that this is how you do this. This is how you become a mom. This is how you become a father. This is what you do when you're a father. This is what you do when you're a mom, right? Most of the time is not a healthy example. So when a man becomes a father, he's either going to imitate how he was raised by his or he's going to guess the whole time of how to be a father because he was improperly raised by his. Or he didn't have one in the household. Or he didn't see one on a daily basis. It's all hearsay to him. And that is why I try to always stress in discussions of parenting that it is very in- essential for fathers to have bonding time with a young baby. It is very essential for fathers to know how to take care of that baby emotionally, mentally, physically, and financially, and be involved with who the doctor is, who the pediatrician is, what is my child's problem? You know, do they have any issues? How healthy are they? What's their shoe size? What's their clothing size? You know, what materials can't they wear in their clothes because they're allergic? What's the requirement of what they need for school? School happens every year. Your child either goes to school or they're homeschooled. Either way, you should be involved in where their school is, um, when were they absent, uh, what doctor's appointments they have coming up. You need to know their dentist. You need to know their pediatrician. You need to know where they go to the playground most of the time. Because when sometimes, unfortunately, if this has ever happened or this could be a possibility when you have kids, if your child goes missing, officers and a lot of people are going to ask you, where should they look? And you do not want to be a father where you do not know your child's favorite places or common places that they like to go. You do not want to be a father who doesn't have a recent picture of their child to give a police officer. You do not want to be a father who does not know any distinct markings on your child's body, like a birthmark or a beauty mark or what their hair looked like. What color was their jacket? What color was their shoes? What were they wearing? You know how many fathers get up every day, live with their kids, and their kids get dressed and go to school all the time and they don't know what their kid had on? They don't know what shoes their kid wore that morning? They don't know what their kid's hair looks like? They just know 
well, their mom does that. Or their mom should know. And that's why it's so frustrating to be a mom that's involved properly. Because you're, it's like every time you look at your child, you're documenting things visually. You're documenting things verbally. And you're always thinking, like, was there something I was supposed to sign this morning? Was there something I didn't do this morning? And then when you see them standing outside of the house, is there something that they don't have that they need in their hand? Is there something that's not on their head? Do they have their jacket? Are their shoes tied? Is is their uniform inside out? Is their backpack clothes? Is there homework in their backpack? Are their lips chapped? Are their ears dirty? And a lot of those things, fathers get to breeze past because they just automatically assume the mom is going to take care of that. The mom should know. And there's some dads that are very much involved. There are some dads that know everything that I just said. There are some dads that know what time they need to leave the house to be in the uh, child drop-off before the traffic for the child drop-off gets thick. There's a lot of dads that know these. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Second shortcut to get to their kid's school if another street is blocked off. There's a lot of fathers that don't even know where their child's school is. Don't know the address. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's a decision to not be involved how you should be. And I understand how there's a, um, not a, a, like, like a discrimination against how a man should show up for his family versus a woman as far as work. Because a lot of workplaces are not, it's kind of like, what do you mean you have to take off to take your child to, to a doctor's appointment? Can't their mom do it? Y'all know I couldn't do another season and not include the Table Topics conversation cards. Of course I have them. Of course I have the best starter questions that there are, okay? These cards are a fun way to get to know your friends and family or someone you're dating. Either way, you can get your own Table Topics cards on tabletopics.com. The stack I have can vary from the family stack or the saver stack or do-it-yourself therapy. Either way, there's so many different categories of cards that you can get, especially for this holiday season coming up. So if you would like to get your own cards, go to tabletopics.com, use my code SHAMBYPODDEN in all caps, and get your discount. Get a great gift today. Now back to the show. If you're looking for hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeves, stickers, or even coffee mugs, a.k.a. tea mugs, because I don't know why they don't give tea that credit. Check out the Cozy Womb Shop and support this podcast. And some jobs will tell you straight up, can't their mom do it? And some jobs will be like, oh, you need to be off? Oh, you need time off or you need to come in later because of what? And fathers should be taking time off or coming in later because they have to take their children to a dentist appointment. 
Fathers should know how to check out their child out of class, how to check them in, how to write uh, absent excuses. Fathers should know what to talk to the pediatrician about, what rashes is on their kid's body, boy or girl. Fathers should know when, when they had X, Y, and Z and what they need for school. Fathers should know what's needed for your child's project that's coming up. Fathers should know the size of their kid's clothes and shoes and do they need replacement socks? Do they need replacement underwear? Do they need new uniform shirts or new uniform pants? Fathers should know where their children's lunchboxes is. What they need for lunch. Let me just have snacks in my house when my kids do come to my house. Because some parents live separately. But all of the things that a mom has in the house for their children, a father should have in the house for his children. Your child should have their own room when they come to your house. When you go look for a new apartment or a house, you should have a room that they feel comfortable in just like at their mom's house. They should have clothes already in the closet, hangers for them, drawers for them, bedding for them, toys for them, books for them, an area for them to do their homework comfortably. They should be comfortable enough to go into your pantry in your house and get something to eat. There should be drinks for children in your house as a man, as a father. It's not just on a mom to do those things. So stop being just a body in the house. I was 28 years old when my mom told me, even though I was married to your father for all those years, anytime he went to the grocery store, he would walk with me throughout the grocery store sometimes, pick up what he wanted, put it in the cart. And then when we would get to the register, he would walk out to the car and make me pay for it. Out of my money, not money he gave me, out of my money from sewing for other people, making hats for other people, doing upholstery for other people, babysitting other people's kids. I would have to pay out of my money that I made for groceries to feed all of us. And that bothered me on so many levels. One, you're married, that's your wife, and you have your own businesses, and you work for yourself, and you love to spend your money on lottery tickets, and you can't even give groceries. And my mom cooked three times a day. My mom ironed that man's clothes and undershirts every time she washed laundry. And I remember a mountain of laundry that would be in the back guest room on the bed every time she would wash. Mind you, we lived in a three-story house and the laundry room was in the basement. So that means my mom was going from the basement all the way to the top floor to the very back room of the house and dumping laundry on the bed, ironing it, folding it, and putting it away. And showing up for two kids in a home and cooking three meals a day and going on field trips with us and, and doing projects with us and engaging with us and taking us to doctor's appointments, taking trains, buses, cabs, and getting there before the appointment and making sure she came home before seven o'clock to make sure this man's food was ready and on the table for him when he got home from work. And all he had to do is wake up, put on the clothes that were already washed and ironed for him, put on a suit, because my dad always wore suits, find a hat that he liked, go downstairs, eat the food that my mom cooked, put on his shoes, walk out the door and go in his car and go wherever he wanted every day. I have no memory of my dad ever taking me to school. 
I have no memory of my dad ever being in my school. I have one memory of my dad being in the hospital with me. And that was probably to check on me when I got my tonsils taken out. And I was around four or five when this happens. I remember using the bathroom and seeing him. That's it. All memories of a doctor's appointment is my mom. All memories of who took care of me when I was sick was my mom. When I had chicken pox, it was my mom. So there are so many women living in a home with the father of their children, but living a single mom life. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be a shared experience. Because it is a shared experience to create a child. And I know most dads had a great time. And I'm telling you this because when you take care of your children, they grow up and they take care of you in your old age. And there's a lot of fathers who know when they become older men, their children are not going to answer when they call. They're not going to want to see them that one last time. They're not going to care when they find out that their their dad is dying of cancer or dying from MS or can't feed themselves, or have Alzheimer's, or are homeless, or don't have a place to stay, or can't pay for the um, elderly home. And if you don't know, for people who are in their 30s, there are not enough beds estimated to be available for us in old age. So if you are in your 20s, if you are in your 30s right now, or even your 40s, and if you're not showing up for your kids in the best way, I promise you, if that retirement does not look like it's going to be able to take care of you till the casket drop, you better come correct for your kids. Because you're going to want them to be an option. You do not want to be a 50-year-old or a 60-year-old or a 70-year-old looking for an apartment based on Social Security. You do not want to be in your 50s, your 60s, and your 70s looking for somewhere to stay with your brother, looking for somewhere to stay with your sister, looking for somewhere to stay with your cousin, looking for a roommate, working at a grocery store, bagging groceries as an elderly person that should be retired. Looking for government assistance. You take care of your kids. They will take care of you. And I'm not saying kids have to take care of you in old age. But if you don't have an option and you need help or your, 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 your health is not in the best for you to live by yourself, you want someone around you that you know and you trust. You want somebody around you that understands who you are and what you need. You want that. And there's a lot of fathers who know I didn't do my best. I could have done my best. But hey, whatever. And you you go home. Suffer with that ego. You're going to suffer with that pride. And some of some fathers know that they have so much pride that they won't even ask their children for help. So much pride that they won't even apologize. So much pride that they want to call. They want to show up. They know they are a grandfather. But... I feel like they don't want to correct me or they're going to want to have a conversation about why I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Or they're going to want to express their grievances to me about how I didn't do this right or how I, I'm not trying to hear that stuff. I ain't calling. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter 
what you do as a father or what you do as a mother. No matter how you raise your children, how you do your best, there will always be something that your children will always feel like, why couldn't you do this more? Why couldn't you show up for me in this way? I wish my dad was this. I wish my mom was this. For me, I have two imperfect parents. But one thing I will say for my mom is I wish she knew how to set boundaries for herself. So I want to have to see how much people will use you that you care about in an unhealthy way. Because now I'm very quick to have boundaries and put up walls for people. And I'm not very forgiving. And I don't give a lot of chances because I saw a lot of people get over on my mother. Being like that is not always positive. It's not always a good thing. But I can't unsee what I saw. I can't unfeel what I felt. You know? And I've also seen my father be very nasty to people and how he talked to people and how he treated people. And it made me look at him in an ugly light. But as I get older, I also think about What was his upbringing like? What did he see? What did he hear? What did he think was normal? Because my dad is long past and I can't ask him those questions. And I don't want to hear his life from someone else. So if you have... A chance to do different as a father, do different. If you have a chance to be more involved, be more involved. But please stop making excuses of why you can't show up for your kids. Your kids don't care about the two jobs you worked in order to give them things. Your kids care about the fact that you worked a job and you also showed up for them personally. Your kids don't care about what car y'all drove in. As long as y'all drove in a car and it worked. Your kids don't care about how tall you are, how short you are, how much money you have in your wallet. You are not a father because you have money. You are not a father because you biologically created a man. Or or a daughter or a woman. You are not a father because you pay child support. You are not a father because your kids live in the same house with you. You are not less than because you raise your child on your own and the mother is not a mother. You are a father and you are a mother based upon how you show up in your child's life. How you put in that effort, how you put in that time. How you nurture a relationship, how you bond with your child. Your child is not a checkoff list. A thing to do. I did that already, okay. They're out the way, now I can do X, Y, and Z. That's not that's not how that relationship goes. Because I promise you, <laughs> having money to take care of a child versus having more time, a break, balance. <laughs> Sometimes I'll I'll be in a position where I would take the help. More than I would take the money. You know what I'm saying? Someone that could help with homework while I'm cooking. Someone that could 
get the girls ready for a bath and showered and get their uniform out while I'm while I'm working. Someone that could pick up the girls from cheerleading or gymnastics or beta club so I don't have to worry about how I'm going to get pick them up and also be at work. How I'm going to get through traffic and also start dinner when I get home. Show up. Show up. If a mom took care of the kids getting ready in the morning when you come home from work, at least take care of the kids when they're at home from school. Coming in, taking off their backpack, putting up their coats, uh, taking, making sure they take off their uniform, put it in the hamper, put on new clothes. Ask them about their day, lay in their bed, you know, talk to them, play with them on their iPad. I don't know. Organize their room, help clean your child's room. Talk to your child about your day. Talk to your child about what you were like as a kid. Set the tone for homework time. Help them with their homework. Look over their homework when they think they're done. Help them with their spelling. Help them with their math. Help them with projects. Go to the store with them so that that parent at home can have a break. Go to the park with them. Bring them home from the park. Make sure they wash their hands. You know? Take them outside. Burn off some of that energy. Play the game with them. You know? Make sure they're ready for the next day. Close backpacks. Put stuff in backpacks. Take any clothes or trash out of backpacks. Check lunch boxes. Clear out the trash out of the lunch boxes. You know what I'm saying? There's so much that goes on with children on a daily basis that it's no excuse why you can't figure out how to step in and help. You can step in and help. So be a part of the people in your house. Just don't be in your house. A lot of dads are in the home, but they're not available. Yeah, my dad's here, but he's in his office. He doesn't want to be talked to. Or he's in his basement. He doesn't want to be bothered. Is your dad home? Yes. But realistically, is he home? No, he's in his room, door shut. In the basement, door locked. In the living room, watching his show. Don't want to be bothered. Don't want to be talked to. Don't want to hear your noise. Don't want you sitting next to him with your iPad. He sits at the table, but he doesn't talk to you. You know? My dad is in his bed. He's taking a nap. He's tired. Everybody's tired. Everybody's tired. Everybody's sleepy. Everybody's exhausted. Everybody needs something. But that's not an excuse for you not to show up. And that's all I'm saying. So dads, please show up. And showing up is not just physically being there. It's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially being there. Being involved. Knowing. Because God forbid if a parent lost their memory. <coughs> how would you step in? Do you know how to do your child's hair? Do you know who your child's barber is? Do you know where they go get their hair cut? Do you know what to ask for? You know? Do you know where to go pick up your children's uniform from? Do you know where the library is that they need their books returned to? Do you know who your child's therapist is or... Did you even know that your child goes to speech therapy? Like, there's so much that a father needs to know, just like a mother, that does not get talked about. And it's just, it's just this, this 
task that a mom is automatically supposed to pick up because she has a vagina. It's wrong. Be fair. There's always a way for you to show up. There's always a way for you to help. Don't ever get stuck in this just routine of doing for yourself and having audacity and having an ego and a pride where I made sure. Okay, overseer, Mr. Checklist. I hope your kids appreciate that in their 20s. I hope your kids appreciate that in their 30s. I hope your kids appreciate that in their 40s. Anyway, I think I'm done. (laughs) I think I'm done. I just want people to be better. I want fathers to be better. I want fathers to find fulfillment in fatherhood because your kids are only kids for a short time. They're only teens for a short time. They're only young adults for a short time. And they have decades of adulthood to work through what you did and what you did not do. And if you show up in the healthiest way, you'll help your children excel so much further. Thank you so much for checking out Cozy Womb Podcast today. My name is Shan. I am the creator and host of this podcast. If you would like to donate to the show, you can in the link in the show notes. Or you can purchase some merch on the Cozy Womb shop. Or you can leave a review on your favorite podcast app about this episode or another episode. Either way, I appreciate you. And if you are a father, this was not to bash you. This was not to discredit those who are putting in the effort. This was to shine a light on those who think they're showing up when they're really not. This was to shine a light and put a fire under some who could be doing a lot more, but think they can bypass with a lot less. And I just want parents to get their full experience out of their children and I want fathers to also feel like there's more value in being a father other than you feeling obligated to financially show up you feeling obligated to pick up and drop off you feeling obligated to make sure you paying bills in the house there are more to your children than you are equating but thank you so much. Check you in next episode. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.